podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Hello and welcome to the, not the Nina Kauser show, not the Gags Tandon show, but it's me, it's Guy Drinkle, so I'm calling it the Guy Drinkle show, so why not? I might just uh, cross out Gags' name on, on the graphic and call it that. Um, but joining me, I've got, well, I'll have to call him a regular guest now, because I believe like the last two times I've covered for Nina, and obviously post-match la- uh, last week, I had, I had Dave with me. How are you doing, Dave? Not too bad, mate. The B team are, are making their way up. They're, they're getting promoted, aren't they? <laughs> we are. We are. Exactly. We'll see what we do. We've got Preston in the League Cup to come. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, also joining us is Mando. How you do, Mando? I'm good, guy. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it, it's, I'm happy to be back and talk a little footy with y'all. Well, I, I don't think I've spoke to you. It, it must be a good few years now. Uh, at least, yeah, I mean, probably yeah. two, two and a half, something like that, yeah. guy. It's been a while. At least, so... at least on a podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. WhatsApp's not the same. WhatsApp's not the same. But I, and, well, fortunately, unfortunately, because as Dave said before we started recording, we are top of the league. I think Brighton can overtake us, but that's Brighton. A free all draw with Brentford, who are newly promoted and. Admittedly, have looked the best of the promoted teams, but they are still newly promoted in free all, and we'll get into the details of it. But I don't think Liverpool ever looked convincing in that game. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, yeah, just not ourselves. We looked a little bit uh, all over the shop. Um, I'd have to say, defensively, we were lackluster at best. Um, I think everybody was pretty much running around, chickens with their head cut off. There was no organization. Um, I thought we were just really poor, not focused. Like you said, Brentford is a good team. They deserved all the credit. Uh, Don't get me wrong. They're a team that plays aggressively. They're brave. They go out there and do the things you want. Uh, As a neutral, I'm sure this game was was fun as hell. Um, But unfortunately, we're not neutrals. uh, (laughs) And uh, we have a bit of a bias here. And, uh, you know, our team gave away two points while their team... um, Got a big point for themselves. They should be very proud of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, your, your thoughts on Brentford before the game? Because I think most people, maybe a tad disrespectfully thought, well, it's Brent Brentford, we should beat them. But, I mean, you could see from the early stages in the game, it's not, it's not a Norwich situation. Yeah, they're quite an interesting team, aren't they? Their whole kind of backstory and the way they've bought into this whole money ball uh experiment if you like where the way they've kind of scouted and recruited players so i i've not honestly watched much of them but you know going into this they'd only lost the one game and i know we haven't played too many so the sample isn't very big yet but 
I wasn't thinking it was going to be the walkover. And actually, going into the game, I was saying to a friend of mine that with the way the other results went today, this is a prime opportunity for us to fuck it up. You know, and, and in mm-hmm. years gone by, not necessarily under Klopp, but before that, we have had it right there in our hands and then we fucked it up. And so I, I must admit, and I know we'll get into the game, but when... Uh, their keeper does a what I can only describe as like a do deck style save from Jota. Miracle um, save. Oh, fuck me. It's going to be one of those days. And I completely agree with Mando. I, I, we just weren't really at the races. I think it made for a good spectacle if you're a neutral, you know, lots of defensive mistakes, things that we expect of the team, you know, to just be professional and keep the ball, close out the game, defend well. We just didn't get it today, but you know what? It could have been worse. Uh, we could have come out of today with a loss, and so I'm I'm going to look at it positively. And you know, even though we we have lost the lead twice uh, I, in that first few, or let's say the first twenty minutes, and especially when we went one nil down, I was fearing the worst. Yeah, I was kind of with you there as well. I mean, I'll I'll stick with you, Dave. We'll get into the game, and, and we'll start with. With our starting eleven, um, not really any shocks, but there was obviously the question mark in in midfield because we have a, a few injuries there now. Obviously, Nabby and Nabby in midweek, so that is one nil to me, Lubo, because you said he wasn't injured, where he obviously is. So screw you, he's not even in the chat, but he'll listen later. Um, he will be. He will be. Um, so yeah, that's a big one nil for our player getting injured. That's what I'm celebrating. Um, but yeah, John Jones was the choice and. I think we said after the Norwich game, he was probably the best of the midfield. I think all of us said he wasn't exactly spectacular, but it's no surprise he was starting. Yeah, I, I think as soon as the news came out about Naby, um, I, I think everyone kind of picked out this this midfield that we were going to have. And you know what? Obviously, after the Norwich game, we were laughing about that, weren't we? It's like, oh, he's kicked. Naby's kicked a piece of grass, so it'll be, it'll be fine. It's like, hang about. We, we've not, we've not had that concrete, you know, reliable information about injuries coming out of Liverpool for a while, have we? So it might not just be as innocuous as they're saying. And sure enough, you know, it comes out later. He's not available. Must admit. I, I don't know how much just nonsense talk it is, but the the whole thing about, you know, he wants assurances about how much he's going to play before he signs his next contract. I hope that's just bollocks. I, I, I think deep down, I, I believe it's bollocks because it has to be. He just so, he's so frustrating because he's so damn good when he's on the pitch, but he needs to be on the pitch more. He needs to be selectable. Um but yeah, for me, the the midfield three, it had to be this three. And uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think the midfield did a, a lot wrong tonight. And I, I'm really looking to Curtis Jones this year to really properly break out. He looks like a real player and he's shown flashes here and there. He's such a neat and tidy footballer. He's got bags of skill, got an eye for a pass and everything. Obviously, eye for a goal, which we'll talk about. But um. I, I kind of want to see him push on now. I know he's only, what was he, 19? So that, I'm asking a lot. Think, mm, Is he 20 now? I he, think he's so. still bloody young. 
uh, still less than half of what I am. So, you know, I'm, but I am looking for a bit more because I really believe in this kid and I think he can be a real star for us. He's 21 in January, so there we go. Uh, quick Googling in the background. Um, Mando, same question for you. What, what what did you make of the team? And if you've seen anything of Brentford, is there any key names from their team you were worried about or just interested in seeing? I think for Brentford on the Brentford side, I just, you know, I, I've watched them a few years in the championship. I've watched them now. I feel like they should have been promoted a few years ago, if we're being honest, just the style in which they play, the way they've uh, been pretty consistent in the championship over the last few seasons. So I wasn't surprised for them to come up. They they are um, honestly the cream of the teams that uh, of the crop for the teams that got promoted, like you said earlier, Guy. Um, they were exciting. I expected them, and I expect them to be a lot like Leeds, just play their game. Uh, stick to their philosophy, be exciting, be on the front foot, and not really uh, not really to cower to teams. And we saw that today. They didn't. Um, I mean, it helped them being home in front of their fans, and, and that was a great atmosphere. But but they're a team that doesn't shy away, and they'll go blow for blow with you. Um, and they got tired today. Don't get me wrong. We, were, we, we had great possession. They got tired. But defensively, we were just lacking. Um, to your point on the midfield, uh, it was it was the obvious selection. Um, Curtis is a great young player. We saw it today with the goal. We see his creativity. We see the way he plays. But at the same time, he's a young player, and we're seeing that, and that cost us today. He switched off a few times. The first goal, Curtis was one of the players that switched off and allowed that to happen. Um, but he's a young player. So those mistakes, you need to get bailed out by your, your you know, the rest of your team there, and the, those are bound to happen. Uh, it was just having Henderson and... And Fabinho in there, I felt like we'd be more assured defensively than we were today. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. I felt Fabinho was off off the ball. Um, he wasn't his normal self. I feel like uh, even Virgil and Matip, whatever that was in the center today, was just communication was bad. It was off. Um, it was just un- uncharacteristic for for you know those guys in the back line to play the way they did today. Uh, you know, some of those goals probably for Brentford were fluky today. Uh, or, or lucky. They had luck on their side, but they're a team that makes their own luck. They're aggressive and, and they're in position to do those types of things. Usually we expect Allison to bail us out on one or two of those on a regular basis, just because he is arguably the best keeper in the world. But today it wasn't to be. I mean, I, I, we couldn't do the things that they did and, 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 and they were very, I don't even want to say clinical because that wasn't necessarily the case. They were just fortunate and they got the ball in the back of the net enough times. But we didn't. We weren't composed. We weren't um, assured. And you know, Dave mentioned earlier that in the past, you know, in seasons past, this is exactly the type of game you'd expect us to drop points in when the rest of the league has has done the same. Um, today was a big chance for us to get separation, um, and it's never too early to do that. Uh, but we just gave it away. We gave it away, and and that's that's that could pay dividends later. I mean, we have some b- big games coming up here soon, and. And we got to put this one behind us, but this is one we need to capitalize. We need to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and we didn't do that today. And just it didn't make sense with the team that we selected. We should have been so far ahead of this team today. Yeah, I think we'll we'll get into it as we go through each individual performance and things like that. Um, but yeah, collectively, I think you're right. I think we just kind of didn't turn up and you can't we can get in a blame for some things by individuals but you can't really look at that game and go he was really good 
he was bad, he was good, he was good. I just think everyone had moments where they were either good or terrible, but we'll get into it as we go through. Um, But the the early start to the game, and I mean really early, like the first six, five, six minutes, um, we do have a chance. We have um, Moore's shot cleared off the line, Mando. At that stage, bearing in mind what happened afterwards, but at that stage you were thinking, we we look good going forward here. This This should have been a... Or could have been a goal, but it was well defended by Christopher Ayer, I think it was. Um, but yeah, a more chance early on. You think, okay, maybe we maybe we're on it attack wise this uh, this afternoon. Yeah, I mean attack wise, I don't think there was an issue with the way we were playing. We were we were you know, it was there. We had many chances. There was chances at the end of the game where we could have put it away. It could have been five to three, four to three, where that last goal that that Brentford scored wouldn't have mattered. Mo had mm-hmm. a one on one with the keeper. Um, there was a lot of good things offensively. I mean, the first uh, the first goal for us. Uh, Jolta is phenomenal in the air. He's he's great in the box. We see that pretty often. Um, he's always finds himself in great positions. The ball from Henderson was beautiful. Um, this, I mean, offensively, it wasn't. I don't think that was our issue. I think you know, and and it's hardly ever our issue. We're usually mm-hmm. on it, and they're a team that we're a team that is constantly aggressive, and we get chances. Uh, and that was no different today. Um, you know, when I, I knew it was going to be a ball game, and a ball game I was going to be uncomfortable with when we had two goal line clearances in the first ten minutes. I knew it was going to be a back and forth, and that didn't disappoint. Um, so. It is what it is. Uh, it was an exciting game offensively. I thought we were fine. Um, we're not the most clinical of teams. We're wasteful at times. We were that today, um, but we're volume team. So we 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 win because we're we're um, we're just incessant. Uh, but we didn't see on the back end. We didn't do the things that we need to do that we've done all year. We've only conceded one goal going into today, and today we conceded three really bad goals. And that's not. I don't think any of us would have expected that. No, no, certainly not the conceder. Maybe one or even two, but three. Ugh, we'll get it. We'll we'll get there towards the end. Um, Dave, I'll come to you. I mean, we had that chance. Then Bright, uh, Bright, Brighton, Brentford had one cleared off the line as well. But I mean, we'll get up to the lead up of the goal because we'll be here for about two hours if I go for every moment. Um, but we them chances, and then it leads up to the goal. I mean. We, it's a clever work free kick by them, but we certainly switch off a few times. But it depends if you want to be pessimistic or optimistic. I mean, it's well worked by them, but we are napping a good couple times there. I think so, but I I think honestly, sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say, "Look, that that was a great game of football. It was littered with mistakes." And I guess I say that as someone who's grown up with English football. You know, we especially you know through the eighties and nineties for technique, English football wasn't great, was it? You know, and we'd look across at you know the Spanish, the Italians, and what have you, and and, and like, and especially when you get to international level, it really showed. I think now we have so much better technique in the league as well as that blood and thunder stuff. But for me, this was almost like an old school game where it was just loads of mistakes and and pretty entertaining, definitely frustrating. Um, I have to say, you know, well done to that. Uh, Was it Aya? Aya, I think you said uh, Mm -hmm. the, the defender who cleared it off the line. What a brilliant Clearance. I mean, I was hoping for a Phil Bab slam him into the uh, <laughs> post, uh, you know. But you could see, I, I don't really think Mo could have done anything else because it kind of went through the keeper's legs. I don't think if it if he hits it harder, I think it 
the ball rises higher and it hits the keeper. So it was just one of those. It was a brilliant clearance. And then Matip, he's just brilliant. Again, he's another one, isn't he? When he's on the pitch, he's fantastic. When he makes that clearance, I think he's fucked it up. I think he's got his legs. He seems to shift his weight around to the wrong foot for me. Uh, but no, he had it completely under control and knew exactly what he was doing. And, and it was a brilliant clearance, I thought. You know, very calm and assured and very, very matip. Um, but when the goal comes, yeah, it is frustrating, to be fair. I think the the ball comes in, you know, too much space down the right. Ball comes in. The striker at the near post just kind of makes a, a speculative back heel. He's got no idea where it's going. And it just has, happens to perfectly run in the path of the guy coming in on the far post. But even then, I'm not sure exactly what Fabinho... I, I don't know if he's aware of the player mm-hmm. behind him. Because for me, I'm just thinking, put your left foot through it. You know, that, that was the right thing to do. And he, try, he lets the ball run across him, tries to get it away with his right foot. But, you know, the... the, the Guys, again, good poacher's goal at the far post there. But if he hits it with his left foot back across the goal and and away, then he doesn't even get a chance to hit that. So, yeah, quite a few mistakes in that build-up. And you know, given that we'd missed uh, that, I think I think the Jota chance was before that, wasn't it? Uh, Check check your. Check my notes. <laughs> um, the first thing I have before that is Mane body someone well, then a crap pass. So that's my first. That's my note yeah, before that goal. I do remember the crap pass. I mean, for for when the guy clears it off the line, I mean Mane was nowhere near putting that in, was he? You know, mm. and again, Mane a two years ago buries that, or at least flashes it across goal and, and gives Mo another go at it. But yeah, when that hits, that first goal, very frustrating. And again, I think we, because we've had this weird pandemic year with, you know, sterile environments, you know, artificial crowd noises and what have you, I thought this was, you know, a proper football match. You know, the fans were hostile. They were booing everything. Every time Mo got the ball, you know, it never affects him. So I don't know why they bother, but... You know, I I just thought it, it was a blood and thunder game, and uh, again, I think the the fans of Brentford really, you know, had their influence on the game as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like a, a good atmosphere there as well. I think a lot of people are saying on the on Twitter that's what football should be about and stuff like that. I mean, you, there's so many uh, stadiums in the league where you go and it's just all quiet and stuff like that. But Brentford seemed to be a bit of a party atmosphere, so. It's nice to see, and as you see by as we see by the result, they're Look clearly the ready for the Premier League. We we've mm. just literally we've just done Norwich, haven't we? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a nice ground to play at, isn't it? Very polite fans, a nice kind of team to play against as well. These are gnarly fuckers who are right in your face, and mm-hmm. you know, again, that's what football's about for me. It's it's not just about steamroller and everyone. It, you have to have a bit of competition in there as well. Yeah, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. Uh, Mando, their their first goal, uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, it, considering we're usually so 
class at both ends of set pieces. We're usually really good at defending them and we're usually good at using them as weapons to score goals. But this one, I mean, it's a clever play by them, obviously going um, to the spare man on, on the right, I think it is at the time. And then a nice cross, I can't remember, the player crosses it. But it, it it's almost calamitous from us. Like, Jones is sleeping, no one cuts out at the front post, and then Fabinho doesn't clear it well at all. And obviously Pinnock, back post, puts it through Fabinho and into the goal. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was clever. Um, Sergi Kano's put a beautiful ball in the box. It was dangerous. It's what you want from a wing back to do in that in that situation. Um, we were just asleep. To your point, we didn't get a we didn't get a, a clearance on the ball. We didn't get a foot on the ball. Fabinho did, and he kicked it straight into the defender and into the back of the net. Mm. Um, unlucky for 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 one could say, but I think at the same time we just fell asleep. That's one of those things where I I don't I don't understand how we were so bad when consistently communication is good. Our setup is pretty good. Um, to your point, set pieces is something we handle relatively well. Um, and we just didn't look on it today. And, and, you know, every set piece they had today looked to get dangerous. They, they were well worked. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Today was just an oddity. I think defensively there was, there was just none of it made sense to me. We were just very asleep. That first goal, though, uh, credit to them. Um, you know, it was well-worked. It was a beautiful ball. It was dangerous. It's what you want in that position. It could deflect anywhere. Unfortunately, it did in the back of the net. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, it, considering the day we had defensively, it's not the worst goal we conceded on the day. That's probably the way I put right. it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. we were sleeping, but compar- comparatively, it was... It wasn't the worst one to defend. But Mando, I'll stay with you for our goal because as, as you mentioned on, on your like game summary, we were really good going forward. And, and a few minutes later, we do equalise because you see uh, more passes to Henderson up on the right wing. A great cross to Jota. Um, probably worth mentioning their goal scorer, Pinnock. He's injured at the time, so he can't really... He seemingly can't defend really well closing either Salah or Henderson. But we take advantage of that, which good team, good team should do. Um, a great cross from Henderson over, I believe, his six foot six centre back. And as you mentioned, Jota, for someone who he can't be, I don't think he's anywhere close to six foot, but he scores a, he's got a great header on him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got great technique. He, he, he often finds himself in good positions. Um, there's always some solid power on his headers. Um, his accuracy is great. I, you know, that, that was one of the biggest surprises I, I've noticed from Diogo Jota after he came from Wolves is, his ability in the air. Um, it must be all that training with uh, with Cristiano in the air because uh, for Portugal because he's learned a thing or two because they're very similar the way they hang in the air the way they get up there. Um, it, it's it's really good um, and I think honestly he's probably the best header of the ball on our team and that's probably including Van Dyke if we're being honest uh, at least in the Ooh. attacking sense. Uh, I'll give you that one. I'm going to say maybe not in general but yeah I think. That's a good point because we we have we seem to identify that because Mane, pre becoming what he is now, he, he always used to score massive headers. Um, so maybe we just target smaller people who have the godlike spring in them or something. It, yeah, it's some really good technique, great. yeah. But they make it happen, and uh, they do. And, and again, today was 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 a beautiful, uh, another beautiful interpretation of that. Jordan Henderson's ball cannot be said enough. It was an absolute peach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not the biggest, you know, technically I don't think Jordan Henderson's the best player, but today that pass is, and, you know, the goal against Milan, that, that shows you yeah. the glimpses of what he can do. Um, and it was just, it was great. It was great to answer so quickly too, after the goal. So that was always encouraging. I, after that, I felt like we could control the game if we can get it together defensively. Unfortunately, we saw what happened and it continued to be a back and forth, but that first goal was well-worked and it was uh, what you'd expect from a team like Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dave, I mean, we'll get, you can obviously have your say on the goal as well, but nine minutes later on, and I, I'll quote my notes again, Jones deflected shot. Jota, what a fucking save. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, how in the hell did we not score there? I mean, it, Jota, I mean, he could have obviously finished it better, but no criticism here. But that may be the best save I've seen in years. It's save of the season, isn't it? Hands down. Give up that uh, competition now. I, I just think it's one of those. It is that Gordon Banks save from Pelé. You know, it is that Dudek save from Shevchenko. It is just one of those that every time you watch the replay, you think he's going to score this time. <laughs> and, and again, my heart sunk a little bit. I, I just thought, oh, is it going to be one of those days? Because I am a superstitious old sod. Um, but no, it, it, just nothing you can say about that, is there? I don't... All right, in hindsight, you could say, well, Yota could have kept the ball lower. You know, the keeper's coming across, but it comes at him so quick. I, I just think you you have to hold your hands up and say that was just a great, great save. And, and we're not going to see a better save this season. Mm. It, it, the thing that makes him most impressed, obviously the save is amazing, but the fact, Mando, that is that he puts it wide as well. Like, if a ball just hits someone, you'll see it, like, fall back to the attacker or something like that. But he makes the save that that well. It just it bounces out for a corner. It, it, it's miraculous stuff. Yeah, I mean, he, he showed a strong wrist, strong hand. Uh, you know, he, he got enough on it to clear it. Uh, it, it was it was very impressive. Um, I had to watch it two or three times, I think, before I actually believed what happened. Uh, you know, it was it was to your guys' point one of the saves of the season, if not the save of the season. From point blank range, you expect us to score nine out of ten of those, ten out of ten of those most times. Uh, but it was just reflex, and uh, you know, I think a lot of times goalkeepers are best when their brains are shut off, and that was one of those moments for him. And and he did uh, he did what what. I don't know. I don't know many goalkeepers in the league that would have made that save, to be honest with you. On his day today, he was pretty good, um, and that was that was a good save. It was it was that type of day, you know. Um, mm -hmm. that we rue those missed chances on games like today, that one most later in the game that I'm sure we'll get to. But, yeah. uh, you know, it was frustrating. Um, you know, I had head, head on my hand, hands on my head, not believing what just happened. But still in that position i still felt comfortable and confident that we could do what we had to do um you know it's a good game it was a good game and that was up until that point it was it was just back and forth man you, you know and, and you love to see it as a neutral like i said i'm sure this was game of the season so far if we're being honest yeah i think it is i think sorry, sorry dave you go across you there but it's one of those when when you watch them in training the goalkeepers and they're, they're all training with each other. It's one of the drills that they do, isn't it? You know, they go in for one shot and then they need to get up quickly again for the second shot. It, it was just one of those. It was just like off the training ground. And quite often when I'm watching them doing that training, I'm thinking, well, 
it doesn't happen that often in a game, does it? You know, more or less, uh, you know, it's more about taking the crosses, getting that first shot. Um, but I, I think for me, that is that is a save that the modern goalkeeper makes and goalkeepers of yesteryear don't actually make because they, they're not constantly doing those drills where it's one save down straight back up off the floor, ready for the second save. And so, yeah, it's, it's credit to his athleticism as well there, I think. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I don't think that's a save that we see, you know, 15, 20 years ago. No, no way. Yeah, yeah. It's not one you see Paul Robinson make it. Mike <laughs> uh, no. Cooper, back in the day. Yeah, you're too old. You're too old for me to... Um, I almost said David James. <laughs> he played for about 200 years, so that's a wide spectrum. Oh, dear. But, um, I mean, that's the last goal involvement I've, I've got noted down. There's a couple of things. Pirk finally goes off injured after sitting down a, a few times. Um, Robbo makes a, makes a magnificent run, which maybe is one positive of the game, but we may talk about him later on. So that that's half time for me. And before we go to a quick ad break, Dave, I mean, I'll, I'll come to you. I've put half time here, and my main note is that Ivan Tony is a monster. Oh, he is, isn't he? I, I, again, I think credit to their recruitment. I think they've got some real players there. And obviously, that none of them, or not many of them, are, are household names yet. But I can see, you know, there's a few players that can. Uh, go on from this side i think um and and they consistently do it brentford you know again I, i've not watched many of the games but i've been aware of them this this whole project that they've had for the last few years and they seem to have been able to do a little bit what southampton do you know they can sell players they can make quite a bit of a profit and then they'll recruit someone else in and the performance level doesn't really dip and and so yeah, I think there's more than a few players in this team who who will go on to bigger and better things. Well, Mando, I'll ask you this question: Ivan Tony to me looks like a. It depends if he has the output, but maybe we'll see by the end of the season. He looks like he could play for Liverpool. He looks to me like a Liverpool forward. Yeah, I mean, he's got. He's a strong player. He's he's good in the air. We saw that today. He's creative. He's pretty fearless. Um, 31 goals last year in the championship alone. Uh, he's a guy that puts the ball in the back of the net. Um, I wouldn't. That's the type of player that we'd like. He has the effort. He still has upside. Um, he's going to be a problem for a lot of people this season, next season. Uh, he just has the mentality to keep going. Um, it, he he looks like a really good ball player. Um, He's not necessarily too selfish either. I'm watching him play. He has good link-up play. He, 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 he's a smart dude. I, I don't see any reason why he won't be, he can't be a top six, you know, striker in mm -hmm. this league. Without a doubt. And Liverpool included, you know. Um, we're, we're slim in attack. We, we know that. We, we have players, you know, Bobby goes out and then we're stuck with the front three and that's kind of what we've been riding and we're going to ride for a little while. Uh, but, it, you know, that's Tony's the type of player that if we see the output, to your point, that we should be trying to recruit as a squad player to get him into the team because we're, let's be honest, we're not a type of team that's going to go out and spend $90 million on a striker. We're not going to go get Lukaku. We're not going to do mm -hmm. those things. As much as people... Don't like to hear that. It's the reality, and they've, mm -hmm. you know, 
it doesn't mean we can't be successful and we've proven that. But at the end of the day, we need to get players like Tony, who's who has all the tools, who has all the skill set and is hungry for more. And that's the type of guy that we should be targeting. And, and I would not be at all annoyed or mad if he was linked to us in the future. The thing is, Mando, I've seen I've seen Matip and Van Dyke deal with any striker you can think of in the world well. Like right. a couple a couple of weeks ago, they, them two pocketed Lukaku like he was me at right. the park. Ivan Tony battered them both. I think they underestimated him, if we're being honest. Mm. I don't think the communication were there. I think, I think a lot of times they weren't on the same page. Um, at the end of the game, I saw uh, I saw Virgil a little bit frustrated with Joel. Um, and that's uncanny. I mean, Joel's a smart player. Positionally, mm-hmm. he's good. Um, today, he was a little bit all over the shop. And a, a lot of that is to do with, with, with the strikers and the attackers that Brentford have. They were making them look foolish. They were making runs, getting in behind. Uh, they were probably stronger and faster and, and more creative than we anticipated. I don't think we gave them enough credit, um, at least in the back line, for, for what their attackers could do. No, I think you know. Yeah, they're only five foot ten. I was just looking what? here. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was like six four. He plays I... like he's six four. That's why, guy. Oh my god! So he. I need I, to change my FIFA team. <laughs> reading on him here. I mean, it it looks like he's he's been around. You know, out on loan. He was at Newcastle for ages. But you know, when a, a player just gets to a club and then they just go to a different level. Look at Alan Shearer when he was at Southampton. Everyone knew he had mm-hmm. potential, but when he moved to Blackburn, it just caught fire. Um, and, and Tony here, he's, he's scored 33 goals in 49 appearances for Brentford. Yep. But you look before that, his goal return is not great. Okay, so he was at Peterborough, played 76 times, scored 40. Not a bad return at all, but... 33 from 49, that's that's different level, that is. Yeah, and sometimes that... it's just about being on the right team, in the right system, mm. with a coach that believes yep. in you, you know, and you can see that. They have the belief in him, and, and he's he's repaying them. He really is. I, mean, I do, whilst we're here, I mean, I wonder how much it would actually cost for him, because I think Ollie Watkins cost 30-odd mil from Brentford. Yeah. But Ivan, Ivan Tony's goal record's, a lot, I think, it's a lot better than Watkins, so it might even be... What forty, fifty mil? That I, I don't even. I don't even say this like being F, FSG out and all that. Just, I, would he even be in our price range? So it is. It is a yeah. lot of money, but I, I, I'd take him in a heartbeat. I think yeah. if you played Salah and whoever off the left, I think dearie me, that's a that's a scary front three. Um, but we'll take a quick ad break, uh, and then we'll get into the second half and then some overall thoughts. So we'll be back in a minute. Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalglish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists, we'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive. Available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. 
you can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your 7-day free trial now. And welcome back to... I'm, I'm still going with the guy drinkle show, why not? Um, <laughs> uh, we're here with Dave and Mando, and we'll get into the second half. Uh, we just had a, a little little uh, scouting mission with Ivan Tony there. Um, but the first thing I've got noted down here, Dave, it, it, it is another chance for us. It, it's the one where Henderson completely misses a header and it kind of just bounces off Jota. I mean, as as Mando's mentioned, we have we have missed a, f- a good few chances in this game, but it, again, it looked it looked like we may have been woken up at half time, but obviously we didn't. But it, it looked like we started that way at least. Yeah, I I think the final score for this could have been anything, couldn't it? I I that was my first note as well. The Henderson chance, I, I think he should have done much better there, but it was it was encouraging, wasn't it? You know, again, you you never quite know when that halftime break comes. What other teams going to come out? Brentford being the home team, you're sort of thinking maybe they come and and come out and then they totally go for it. But no, we we looked like we had the bit between our teeth, and I, and I thought, yeah, it, it was a a chance that you know I thought he should have put away, but um, yeah, it, it was <laughs> it it wasn't too bad of a miss, I guess. No, I mean, there was, there was probably a few worse ones, but the thing is, I think, as Mando mentioned, if you score three goals in a game as Liverpool, you should win. 99, it, well, 100% of the time the you should attack, win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you score three goals, you're Liverpool, you should win. You're one of the best defensive teams in the world. Um, But Mando, after that chance, we, we get um, Salah's goal. It, it's a beautiful ball by Fabinho, isn't it? Uh, it's perfect. It's what he's capable of. You know, it's what, you know, when he controls the park and he can ping those long diagonal balls, it's dangerous. It stretches the defense. Um, luckily for us, Sergi Kanos was still playing a little bit of ball watching and playing Mo uh, um, onside. I think even Mo thought he was offside after mm-hmm. he scored. He was pretty accepting of that. Um, but, you know, that's the one time, you know, that, that that VAR actually worked out for us, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and, and it was just a great finish. I mean, uh, the touch off off the pass, you know, to control the ball the way he did, to finish as calmly as you'd like. You know, Mo is is top three player in the world, and he proves it week after week. Um, yeah, we just need to give him whatever he wants. <laughs> Agreed. We really do. <laughs> we really bloody do. Uh... Let's not get into contract discussions because yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, speaking for too long. Um, I mean, after the Salah goal, I mean, uh, Dave, I'll come to you because we have to talk about the Fabinho pass a bit more. I mean, <laughs> when people say Fabinho, you think he's a defensive midfielder. He, he doesn't do all this fancy stuff, but as Liverpool fans, we know we know Fabinho's got stuff like that in his locker, and he may have not had the best game, but dear me, he's still. He still shows what a class player he is. Absolutely. I mean, Mascherano was always my favourite. I, I just thought, in fact, before Mascherano, you had Sissoko, and he was a brilliant destroyer in midfield. But given the ball, he, he wasn't up to much. And then Mascherano just showed us that, actually, you know what? You can be a destroyer in midfield, and you can use the ball as well. Fabinho, for me, is the best player we've had in that position. I, I just think he's phenomenal. That that vision, that pass, and and I think up until 
up until Fabinho plays that pass through against Man City, I think it was for Mane, wasn't it? Um, where he sort of breaks through from midfield, plays a beautiful ball up the middle to Mane, scores a goal, and you're like, hang about, this this guy's different gravy. I, I think he shows it time and time again. Yeah, all right, he didn't have the greatest game, but I think that is just the sort of thing that he gives you when he's on the pitch, you know, as well as kind of... I, I can't praise him too much, probably, because <laughs> we've conceded three goals, but that shield that he normally gives us uh, for the back four. and uh, But that vision as well, it's just, there's not many players that I can think of in, in world football that are like him. But There's what just very little well holes. From... Oh, right? sorry? There's just very little holes in his game. I mean, he'll give you a goal. He's good for an assist. Defensively, to your point, he's arguably the best shielder of a back line in the world. I yeah. mean, he just has the entire package. Yeah, I, I can't think. Other than goalkeeping, I can't think what weaknesses he has in this game. You know, so hey, we don't know that yet. Hey, we yeah, don't know. We that. Don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, do we, you have to play in there to find out, don't you? But he does just look the complete package. And what a finish from Mo! I, I mean, that is not a, a straightforward finish uh, to take on. And did you not? Did you guys not think that VAR were looking for a way that they could rule this one out? The, oh, there was the first do. shot where for some reason we see a shot and it's mode next to the defender and you can clearly see he's beyond that defender that is right next to him and i thought we've never seen that shot before you can always see what the whole pitch is and so you can see all the defenders in in the uh, camera shot and i thought oh fucking hell they're just looking for a reason to chalk this one off and as soon as the camera panned out, it's like, he's clearly onside. It's it's not even close. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I've never seen that shot where, you know, for, an off, for a VAR offside uh, analysis, if you like, it doesn't show you the whole pitch. And it for me, it seemed to make it look as if Mo was offside. It was weird, that, because they're not, they're not even meant to show us the process this season. Or certainly not British TV or, or Sky or BT. You're not meant to see the process of, of VAR now. It's just a bit daft. But it certainly looked like it. I mean, even on Brentford's second goal, they were looking. I was like, he's clearly mm. got offside. <laughs> so yeah, you're, yeah, lo- yeah. you're looking for reasons to stop goals, and it's, yeah, it just seems daft to me. It really does. Um, but yeah, Salah, was that, that was his 100th goal for Liverpool, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yes, it was in the league. Yeah, um, Mando. I mean, obviously, as Liverpool fans, we appreciate Salah, but look at the record. I think I don't know if it came up on your on, on uh, your side, but on our on our on our TV, it, it showed the company as I think it's quickest uh, hundred goals for one club, and I think it was like Henri Aguero and the other names you'd expect there. But he really doesn't get the respect he deserves from the wider football audience, in my opinion. No, you're right, man. I mean, multiple golden boots. Um, he's he's the driving force in our team in attack. He works for the team. Um, I don't think that gets enough credit either. I mean, um, he comes back, he defends. He, you know, he's, he's good in creating opportunities for his teammates. Uh, everything about the way Mo Salah plays is, is incredible. He is... Um, 
He's an absolute treasure and a joy to watch on a weekly basis. Um, I mean, we've seen some good ones, don't get me wrong. Um, Suarez was a lot of fun to watch. Um, but there's something about Mo, you know, he's, he's less, he's not petulant. He's not pouty per se. He, he goes out there, he plays the game. He, he, he works hard for the team and he, he's just, he's just absolutely just an animal. You get him in front of gold and he's not satisfied until, until he gets his. And, and that's something that we, you know, as fans, we feed off of. I mean, he feeds off us and we feed off him and we watch him play and the excitement and, and what it means to him. I mean, Every time he scores, he rips his shirt off, and the passion he shows, and the t you know, it's it's just it gets the, the the place buzzing, and 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 Mo really makes us tick. Um, I used to think Bobby was the most important piece of that attacking trident, and and then it's becoming quite obvious as time passes that no, the the one is Mo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the one of one. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and arguably him. right now, I'll put him up against, you know what Messi's doing. I'll put him up against, you know, that rapist. I'll put him up against any of these people. Um, right. He is arguably, for me, the best is, player in the world. That is the opinion and, of Mando, not AI. <laughs> that is my opinion. Fine. Allegedly. I feel better about that. He can't, come to, he can't come to the country I reside in. That guy. There you go. Well, you didn't say who it was, so that's fair enough. Um, don't say his name, please, or I will get in trouble. Um... <laughs> But do I mean Salah? I mean, where 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 is he now? I mean, let let's stick to the Premier League because Messi's just moved. Just, I don't even know who else I could bring up. Haaland's a freak at the minute. But in the Premier League, I mean, I don't think I'd trade him for any player in the league at the minute. Not De Bruyne, not uh, Ronaldo, not Sancho, not anyone really. I, I think he I think he's up there on his own. I think you're right, and and I. <laughs> think because he goes about his business in such a professional way you know you don't see him in the papers you know he's not uh sort of talking through his agents about how he should be getting more money and stuff obviously you know we're hearing stuff about that but you never hear quotes from mo he just seems to get on with it and i tell you what you know there's not many players who take as much as many hits it doesn't seem to have happened that much this year i don't quite know why that is but you know defenders used to get away with a lot against Mo as well and because you know he'd kind of got this reputation I think it was Sam Allardyce who started you know this this narrative about how Mo goes down too easily and stuff and and sometimes I I remember a goal against uh, Bournemouth where you can see people are trying to chop him down and he stays on his feet he pops the goal away I, I think obviously he's a professional footballer, so in the right circumstance, yeah, of course he goes down. You know, if you're in the street, you don't go down that well. But it's not everyone does it. But for some reason, when Mo does it, it's a big kind of conspiracy about you know how foreigners are ruining ruining the game and stuff. It is just unbelievable. I, I had, uh, as Mando said there, you know, loved what Suarez did, especially that last season he had for us. But let's face it, he was quite problematic, wasn't he? You know, uh, just a bit, yeah, <laughs> just just a little bit. I mean, that's the understatement of the year, probably. Um, but he was he was a great, great footballer. Mo is is that and better. He's got a better record. He offers more to the team. I see. Well, 
Yeah, I think he does offer more to mm. the team. But to be fair, Suarez did offer a lot. To we the we team never saw well. in the Liverpool shirt. We never saw Suarez in a good team. That's probably the thing. That's but I, I get where you figures. That's a good point. Yeah, Suarez in the team yeah. that Mo has had. Yeah, I mean, as incredible as he was, probably was going to be more incredible than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're team right. For, I mean, fair, it, was, it, was, it was mainly the defense. Let's be honest. Not let that team down. But anyhow, I mean. We we saw Sturridge at his best, Sterling at his best with with, with Suarez, but it, it's not it's probably not the place to the. No, you're, you're right. I mean, Suarez sort of took us to a different level, didn't he? The, the, mm-hmm. Then that team probably deserved to be. Whereas this this is a great team, and I, do you remember the time? I mean, like two three years ago, when it was usually one of the front three. It was Bobby. It was Mane or it was Mo, and and they shared the goals around. But like this last year and this year, it's just Mo. <laughs> it's the Mo yeah. show. Um, it really is. Mane's performance has dropped off quite a bit. I'm sure he'll get back to it. Bobby's dropped off a little bit as well, and obviously we're playing Yotta in. He's uh, you know he's got. He's scored some important goals for us, but but Mo is just, I think he's different level. And I think he's just one of those players where I think we'll only really appreciate him when he's gone, unfortunately. And, and I hope that is a long time from now. But no. Find the contract. <laughs> yeah, find the damn contract. Give him what yeah, he wants. Or offer him, or offer him a good enough contract for him to sign. That's probably the main thing to take away because he's never. Yeah. There's never really been rumblings about him wanting to go. I mean, he's he's done the odd interview with like uh, Marker or Marser, however you pronounce it. But he's never there's never been things. Oh, he's going to PSG or whatever. He's just never really been linked away, has he? I I think I mean you do see rumblings, but it's hard. There's so much misinformation, isn't there? It's hard to really figure out. Well, what do people really think? So the only thing I can go off is how does he look on the pitch, Torres. Like about a year before he went was a miserable oh, fucking. He, done, he just yeah. looked, you know, he just looked gone, didn't he? Just wasn't interested. Was playing for himself. I don't see that from Mo at all. I see, no. I see such joy when he sets up a goal, when he scores a goal himself. He's playing out of his skin. He's had experiences with other teams where it hasn't come off for him, and I just think this is the right player at the right club. And I agree. I, I don't think you can compare. Uh, necessarily to to Messi, you know, and again talk about being in a great team. Messi is such a great player, and and again he's another one. He's just a he's different gravy. But in the Premier League, I don't know. There's there's not many players that can touch him at all. No, as I say, I think you've got world class players, but this season especially, I don't think anyone's really performing to his to his level, especially in an attacking sense. Um, but that was the fun part of the podcast, so now we have to go on to the bad bit. <laughs> um, Brentford equalised, I think it's Yanil, who have, how we've pronounced his name. Uh, Mando, you may have to help me with this one, because I didn't note it down properly, and I cannot remember this goal at all. Was this the scrambly one, which I've read on the description? <laughs> from the end? I cannot remember this goal, but I remember it being bad defensively. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, that all three goals were scrambled. Oh, don't die, yeah. But, yeah, you, you know, it was it was defender scrambling in the box and the ball taking a few deflections and then getting in the back of the net. I mean, it, it was it was on repeat. I just felt like it was all three goals were just the same goal in 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 slightly different ways. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's just lack of communication, man. I don't know what to tell you, guy. I, I couldn't put my finger on it defensively, but we were just all over the place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And 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 there was no composure back there. There was no clearances. There was nothing that 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 was reassuring. Um, mm. We were well, very. I'll, I'll ask you this, Amanda. We, as you say, we did not defend well at all. But how many times did we see Trent two v one, three v one? I mean. You've got. To, I know we changed to four two three one. There was a question about that, but we'll bring up in a sec. But even when there was three men in midfield, there was no help from Henderson or Fabinho coming in. Matip seemed all like just completely lost most of the day. Yeah. But how how, you, how does a fullback get three v one? Yeah, you know, I think usually um, Trent will, will, will make his runs and and, and get upfield, and then uh, Matip is pretty reassured back there, and we have a little bit better cover um, where Fabinho's dropping into those gaps. Today, we didn't see that. Um, I think mainly, I don't know, I don't want to pick on anyone in particular because they were all bad, but I just think Joel Matip was not positionally sound today mm. i think he was kind of all over the shop and and they were making some runs in behind and i felt like they were really attacking him and trent obviously trent plays the fields he's an attacking player it's what he does he gets inside a lot now more this season um and we were just exposed and they took advantage of that and i don't think we made any changes to really negate what they were doing and to improve our standing there um you know and that's you know something that can be questioned and, and should be discussed. I mean, I don't think our our substitutions tactically made sense. We brought in no. Bobby and, you know, at a time when we had just scored the go-ahead goal where Curtis scored, we replaced him for another attacker. We should have played a, probably a little bit more defensively sound and then tried to keep the ball a little bit better than we did. Yeah, Dave, I'll come to you for, for, our, uh, for Jones's goal. I, I thought it went straight in. I didn't realise there was a deflection at first. But, yeah, Jones, it's nice to see a player shooting from there because our midfield, I know we've had a couple of nice goals like Henderson's and, and whatnot from, from the recent time, but you don't expect that sort of stuff from our midfield. Normally it's rotate the ball, get it round wide, get it to Trent, yada, yada, yada. But taking the shot on, I mean, sometimes you need a bit of luck and I think it was Janssen, I might be wrong. But he sticks a leg out and he just takes it slightly over the goalkeeper. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's a nice goal. And then feel, probably talk about Jones's performance overall because again we're missing Thiago and, and Naby, I believe, till after the national break. So maybe J- Jones can uh, make that shirt his own because we have City next weekend. I, I hope so. And in an attacking sense, I don't think there are any question marks about what Jones can become. Um, and, and I'm not going to put this all on Jones because you've got Fabinho, you've got Henderson in that midfield. But you mentioned about Trent getting overloaded, you know, three to one at the back post. That is, that is not Trent's fault, is it? You know, he's got he's to do what he can. Um, I, I'm looking for the midfield to be tracking the runners there. And, and I think that's on Henderson's side. He, he's obviously just lost them. So... Mm. You shouldn't ever. I, I can't honestly think of another good example where I've seen that, where you've got three players on one, no, you know, in an no. offensive situation. So, I mean, again, really, really scrappy goal, that one. But um, but Jones, I mean, when, it, when he strikes that one, let's face it, how many goals did Lampard get that were slightly deflected off someone? Yeah. You know, if you make a good, clean strike on goal, anything can happen. 
you know, someone has to get a really good solid block or if they get a bit of a deflection. And sure enough, I, th I think the keeper, if you look at the trajectory of the ball, the keeper probably would have saved it. But, you know, he's he's bought his ticket, hasn't he? And, and he's a great, great strike. Gets a little bit of luck. Honestly, when the com the commentator was saying, oh, I think it took a deflection there, I'm like, oh, fuck off. You're just trying to <laughs> you know, just make excuses and then showed you the slow motion replay. I'm like, all right, you, you might have got me there. <laughs> but no, fair play to him to pull the trigger from there. And I think he, you know, he should do a bit more of that. Uh, when he broke through, you know, <laughs> there was that ridiculous game against Everton where we just seemingly wanted to lose and he just scores the winner, doesn't he? Curler top top corner. Never um, seen Klopp more disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, wasn't it? Um but no, I, I'm expecting big things from this lad. I just if there's a question mark, it's just does he have the discipline, you know, to provide that mm. shield? If you look at our success over the last few years, we we work our bollocks off in the middle of the park, don't we? You know, and and some with all the good comes the negative as well. You know, people say, "Oh, it's too workman like and stuff," but but typically we've had that work ethic in the middle of the park, and that's allowed the front three to do their thing. Um, and and maybe you know we'll see. Obviously, that is going to have to change a little bit, I think. But um, no, great strike, great goal. And look, no fucker throughout Lampard's career was ever <laughs> just say, oh, it's a bit of a lucky goal. Um, you know, so I, I don't think we should for, for Curtis Jones either. Great strike and uh, well done to the lad. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mando, your, your thoughts on the goal, but also probably more importantly, Jones's overall performance, because I don't, I'm not stop-start, um, but he obviously had a patch last season where, where he was a starter and then seemed to disappear for the rest of the season. But as I mentioned when I was asking Dave, he's got a, probably a couple games, maybe a bit of rotation, but till Thiago and, and Naby are back to 100%, it, it's, uh, it's his shirt to gain. Yeah, I mean, the goal was, was great. Love, wonderfully struck. Sure, it took a slight deflection, but he got every bit of that ball. It was a beautiful strike. Um, as far as his overall play, he's a young player. Um, I expect him to be caught ball watching a little bit. I expect him to make mistakes positionally. I expect him to be a little bit all over the place, and I didn't really feel too concerned about that. Having Fabinho at the side, having Henderson at the side, those two veteran presences in midfield should have allowed him to have that type of freedom um, and to play his game, which is more of an offensive game. However, those two guys didn't really do their part today on what we usually expect of them or to their standard. And that, you know, in turn exposed Curtis a bit more. Um, you know, it's like it's like uh, Mata being off the boil and no one helping Trent and having three guys on the back post. These aren't things that typically happen for us. Uh, but today was a perfect storm of just all negative things and the players that we expect things or, or certain tactically to do certain things, they weren't there. Um, and that, that, that I think cost uh, Curtis today. Um, you know, he had his instances, he holds the ball well, he's creative. He showed all that today, you know, uh, he's confident. He showed that with the goal, um, he he hit the he hit the upright as well. Um, so so Curtis has all the things you want in an attacking midfield player. Um, 
but he was just exposed today a little bit, and it was due to uh, the lack of structure in midfield from the other two guys, to be honest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think the other experienced lad, as you mentioned, I don't think they gave the team a, a good platform. And as we mentioned, the the defense wasn't good either. So it was kind of it was just a mad yeah. basketball game. Really, it's a, wasn't it's it? a recipe for a bad result. Yeah, it was a basketball game. It really wasn't. And the yeah. end of the game really really sums that up. I mean, um, Dave, I'll come to you with this because obviously Jones scores the goal, but then he gets subbed off straight away for for uh, for Bobby, and we and we go four two three one, which. We played a few times, but for me, it, I don't think that was the... It's obviously easy now, considering we drew the game, but I, I felt like bringing on, like, a Milner, or I don't know what the rest of the bench was, but I'm pretty sure Milner was there. But bringing on another midfielder and just telling him, go help your fullback, I thought that was the move rather than bringing on Bobby. And as we mentioned, Henderson and Fabinho weren't having good games, so to put them two as the defensive shield, it... It, it it I don't know. It it seemed like the wrong move to me. I well, definitely hindsight says you're right. <laughs> and and I don't know it, it's hard to be critical of Klopp because of what he's done for Aurus. And, and you know, he's you can't imagine almost any other manager coming in for us and, and doing what he's done. I, I think there's literally one guy who could do that and that was him. But, you know, some of his substitutions at times do have you scratching your head. And honestly, I don't know how they plan out their substitutions at an elite level. But coaching at a youth level, you know, you would kind of have your substitutions in mind already. So going into the match, you're already thinking, right, come around, you know, midway through the second half or something, we'll swap this player out for that player or we'll make a change in formation. So you're already, you have a plan in mind. Now, I think it was Shang Tzu's Art of War that said, you know, as soon as uh, battle plans go out the window, as soon as you encounter the enemy. So yes, you do have to change those things, but you do go into the match already knowing when you're going to make your subs and what they're going to be. And I just think that, you know, we could do better. Klopp could do better at just thinking on his feet a little bit more and just thinking, you know what, it's a bit, especially the lads just scored. You know, How many times mm. over the years have you seen, you know, the, the getting the number ready and it's a player and then they score and it's like, all right, let's just put that number away. Let's pretend we didn't do that <laughs> at all, you know? So... It was surprising. You don't often see that, do you, when a player just scores and it's, you know, let's take him off. So, yeah, hindsight, definitely, you know, the the substitution for a start, but then the change in formation as well. It's just, you don't need that, you know, in, in a game where the momentum was swinging back and forth. Um, I think that moment was the time to say, right, let's just stick for a second let's just see out the next five ten minutes and see how it goes from there and uh but obviously that's not the way it went i think my biggest issue with the sub is so we're making an attacking substitution because we're trying to retake the lead um we retake the lead prior to the substitution being made why are we still making an attacking yeah. substitution brilliant point mm -hmm. 
brilliant. Why are we not saying, hey, you know what? Let's backpedal on that. Bobby, sit down. If we need another attacking situation, you can come in. But I'm not saying don't take out Curtis Jones. If, you're, if your plan was Curtis Jones to play X amount of minutes and then you're going to make the sub, okay. But it was not the time for an attacking sub. It was mm-hmm. a time for someone that was going to control the game, help bring calm to the midfield and the back line. The answer was James Milner. Yeah. The only other midfielder was Ox, so Mil- Milner was... Right. Milner was the answer. If you're not going to go to a back five, which we're not going to do, that's fine. I'm okay with playing the back four. But the game at that point was we have to control the game and see it out, not throw Bobby in there and see if we could ter- run it up. That w- I it, don't think that was the right choice, especially if you wanted, to, we if you wanted Bobby on as well, take Jotter off or Mane. Right, 100%. Yeah, yeah it, it was another option there. You know, Mane was was poor today. That was the option. You know, Jota can play wide. That's his natural position. Bobby can go up top, do what he needs to do, try to control the the game and press from up top. The the making the change and having him play the ten or whatever doesn't make sense to me when we already had the lead. That should have been an audible that Klopp called and he didn't. He said, "Well, I already made the call. This is what we're doing," and it was wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. But I think we we obviously had the lead. Um, we were free to then bring that change on. But I don't know. We we didn't see, obviously, change in tactics, but we didn't seem to change mindset, if, if that's the right way. We we, we changed 4 2 three, one, but then it was still, you still see like Henderson bombing on forwards. Like, you're in a two man midfield, man. Calm down. But it, it just seemed like we've changed shape, but nothing, nothing really changed. Like, we didn't attack right. better. We didn't defend defend better. It's just it was very strange. It was just a very strange game. Uh, it really was. Um, but Dave, I mean, I think we're over an hour now, so we'll get we'll get to the end. Um, Brentford equalise, as we know. Uh, Wieser, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He he scores, yeah. chips it over Allison really well. But again, uh, defense. How, how is how is Trent defending that many people? Again, what the, it's just baffling, but. A nice finish by him. It's frustrating, um, but because he kept getting overloaded on that side, I've got to think it was a tactic by Brentford. It wasn't just by accident that that kept happening. Um, Again, I just felt like we had opportunities to get it away, someone to get a foot in. Even when the the ball breaks and it comes down there and you see Allison coming towards it, you're thinking, he's got this. But what a great finish that is. I've got to just hold my hands up there. You know, again, you'd expect a player kind of at that level, which is not, you know, top six level, let's say, to maybe panic a little bit, you know, find himself in that situation. I think it's his first goal, I think. Even even more impressive Mm. because, you know, most, most people would just, you know, hit that with all of their might maybe missed the ball. <laughs> you know, we've seen that in the past. Haven't we? You know, but, you know, I'm expecting a true clean shot and I'm expecting Alisson to make that save. And cocky as you like, he just dinks it over him. What a finish. And obviously you couldn't see that in real time, but when you saw the replay, it was a great, great finish. Scrappy as hell. We definitely should have dealt with it before that. But hats off to the guy. It was a good goal and it pissed me right off. <laughs> <laughs> and me uh, yeah it wasn't great uh, Mando I mean 3 all 
there's a few things we've missed. I mean, the Mo Salah chance you've mentioned a couple of times. I think uh, Mane might have had one as well. But they also had a goal disallowed after the goal. Uh, and I think Tony had another chance. Um, but it ends free all. It's a great goal for them to finish. Um, they just, they deserved a draw. Regardless Absolutely. how we feel, they deserved a draw. Absolutely. Even that negated goal was a wonderful finish. Yeah. It was bottom corner. That was there's nothing Allison's doing. Like that was a beautiful strike of the ball. Like Brentford is a good team. Like I said, Brentford will give a lot of teams problems. Top six all the way down. Brentford is going to be around for a while, and that's a credit to them. Um, and these players go out there. They have guts. They play the game the right way. They have an understanding with each other uh, that you see out there and a camaraderie out there that makes it big. The fans are behind them. That place was jumping. They have all the recipe to be a team that stays in the Premier League for a while. Um, so I'm not really shocked by it, and they deserve every bit of this. Um, I'm sure Klopp will tell you the same thing, that they deserved it. Um, but we need to do better. That That is, uh, this isn't, I don't think anything that me and Dave or or even you, Guy, have said is a slight to Brentford. I think they get all credit in this match. Oh, God, I yeah. think everything we're saying is just, we weren't up to the standard that we know as fans of Liverpool that we know we can play. And that's where our biggest gripe is. Substitutions weren't right. The mentality wasn't right. The defense wasn't right. Brentford got it all right. And they forced their luck, and they got it. So credit to them, yeah. Yeah, Amanda, I'll stick with you, because obviously you can see this result as a bad thing, obviously, because we've dropped points and stuff like that. But is this a good wake-up call ahead of Man City? Because we saw them beat Chelsea uh, this after- uh, early this afternoon. Um, but if we had that performance against Man City, we're getting beat 12-0. Yeah, no like, they will batter us, but yeah, I surely think, we can't perform that again. I'll agree with that if we get a result against City. Yeah. If we go out against City and we are flat or we're quote unquote unlucky there too, then then no, it wasn't then this result is a travesty because we need the points. Ultimately, I don't care if you get a points against City or you get the three points against Brentford, what we need is the three points. And mm-hmm. now this forces us, yes, it forces us to be sharper. It puts more pressure on us to go out to City and, or to play City and get a result, which, you know, those games are often entertaining and it's it's often a toss-up or a coin toss on where those points are going to go and we might share those points, whatever the case may be. Um, but that's a game where if we drop points, then we can say, okay, I mean, they are the defending champions or the team, but dropping points against a team like Brentford in the run up to that match is kind mm-hmm. of unacceptable guy. No, I agree. I agree. But hopefully we see next week. We've obviously got Porto in midweek as well. Um, Dave, I mean, in terms of performances, we've, we've pretty much picked out everyone for having a bit of an off day, apart from maybe more Salah, but even he missed a couple of chances, as we say, but d- does this performance leave you questioning is too strong a word but i'll use it was it questioning anyone starting place in in uh in the build-up to the to the city game and part of game but i'd say city's the more important one of the week anyone you think because we've mentioned matip a lot but would you would you bring in a joe gomez a, a canate any or anyone else no i i think the back four was our best back four i guess the only question mark Simicass? Uh, yeah, is Simicass. That is the only one where I'd say, you know what, he's started off the season really well. And it's not as if Robertson is putting in bad games. 
or you know he wasn't bad today but i think simicast just offers a little bit more at this moment in corners <laughs> yeah definitely crosses <laughs> corners um you know and ah oh, there was a there was a point when the ball broke to robertson in the second half there and i'm just thinking just fucking don't even shoot and they balloons it over the bar <laughs> it's just like dude <laughs> come on um so yeah i i don't know i'm not willing to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater no. here. i think it was a bad day at the office we're six games in in the league so it's it's not even kind of representative i think it was ronnie moran who used to say you know he hated playing promoted teams early in the season because they've got such you know, mm. a momentum behind them and, and they haven't really settled down into their normal kind of uh, rhythm yet. So I think credit to Brentford today. I would be really interested, genuinely as a neutral, to well, not really neutral, but to watch Brentford against Man City because I, I kind of feel like they could have a 3-3 three, three or a 4-3 game um, or City could hammer them 8 nil. I genuinely think that they leave themselves so open at the back, but they're so brave in how they go forward. They're definitely going to cause some upsets this year if they carry on the way they have done. Um, I, I don't think, for Matip, I, I think he's been solid since he's come back. It, oh, he's been the, brilliant. The only issue, yeah, the only issue I've got with Matip is just, you know, he's... His injuries, so just at the point where you're thinking, oh, he's a rock at the back, and then he picks up an injury and he's he's unavailable. So now there's there's no need to kind of um, be too down about the draw. The only annoying, well, not the only annoying thing, but it is a bit annoying that okay, we're top of the league, the other teams around us drop points, but we could have just opened a bit of daylight, uh, and we just failed to do that, but. Six games, top of the league. Uh, we've got no money, but top of the league, as they say. So, you know, mm -hmm. happy with that. And I, till I just till think... Brighton on Monday, they can go top. <laughs> well, of course, the mighty Brighton. They, they could do one on Palace, couldn't they? But, um, look, let's enjoy the fact that fucking Man United could have been up there with us on 14 points. And Fernandez ballooned that over higher than any penalty I think I've seen in a number of years. <laughs> Since Dejan Lovren, surprisingly. <laughs> Probably Charlie Adam in the bloody League oh, Cup final. They'll meet they'll meet in orbit one day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um but that's it for the game. I mean it's been an eventful one. I think the pod's gone a bit long, but it was free all, so forgive me. Uh, but we'll finish up there. Um, thank you, everyone, especially the people who listen live in Discord. I know Topsy Turby game, not everyone wants to listen to listen to us ramble for a bit, but everyone else listening later on, thank you as well. Uh, goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, 
we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.